1 Kings chapter number 20. We'll begin in verse number one. We'll, let's do this. Let's go ahead and allow the kids to be dismissed. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait for Miss Kathy. And we'll let the kids be dismissed tonight. 1 Kings chapter number 20. Let's begin reading. Go. You can be dismissed now. Verse number one, the Bible says, And Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, gathered all his hosts together. There were thirty and two kings with him, and horses and chariots, and went up, excuse me, he went up and besieged Samaria and warred against it. And he sent messengers to Ahab, king of Israel, unto the city, and said unto him, Thus saith Ben-Hadad, Thy silver and thy gold is mine. Thy wives also and thy children, even the goodliest, are mine. And the king of Israel answered and said, My Lord, O king, according to thy saying, I am thine and all that I have. And the messengers came again and said, Thus speaketh Ben-Hadad, saying, Although I have sent unto thee, saying, Thou shalt deliver me thy silver and thy gold and thy wives and thy children, yet I will send my servants unto thee tomorrow about this time, and they shall search thine house and the houses of thy servants, and it shall be that whatsoever is pleasant in thine eyes They shall put it in their hand and take it away. Then the king of Israel called all the elders of the land and said, Mark, I pray you, and see how this man seeketh mischief. For he sent unto me for my wives and for my children and for my silver and for my gold, and I denied him not. By the way, we'll get to this in just a moment, but what more, what was more important to him than his children and his wife? Are you serious? He said, I didn't deny him. But then he sent the messengers back in verse number 6. He says, Yet I will send my servants unto thee tomorrow about this time, and they shall search, excuse me, and they shall search thine house and the houses of thy servants, and it shall be that whatsoever is pleasant in thine eyes. Were, were his children not pleasant in his eyes? Were, were his wives not pleasant in his eyes? They shall put it in their hand and take it away. And he said in verse number 7, he said, I denied him not. And all the elders and all the people said unto him, Hearken not unto him, nor consent. Wherefore he said unto the messengers of Ben-Hadad, Tell my lord the king, all that thou didst send for to thy servant at the first I will do. But this thing I may not do. And the messengers departed and brought him word again. And Ben-Hadad sent unto him and said, The gods do so unto me, and more also, if the dust of Samaria shall suffice... For hands full for all the people that follow me. And the king of Israel answered and said, Tell him, let not him that girdeth on his harness boast himself as he that putteth it off. It came to pass when ben, excuse me, Ben-Hadad heard this message. As he was drinking, he and the kings in the pavilions that he sent unto his servants, Set yourselves in array. And they set themselves in array against the city. And behold, there came a prophet unto Ahab king of Israel, saying, Thus saith the Lord. Hast thou seen all this great multitude? Behold, I will deliver it into thine hand this day, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord. Would you notice verse number 4, verses 4 and verse number 13? I want to bring you a message tonight. And here's what I want to look at tonight. I usually don't bring visuals. But I brought visuals tonight. 
Who do you serve tonight? Verse number 4, Ahab called the king of Syria, he called him Lord. Little L. But in verse number 13, by the way, verse 13, and this isn't our message tonight, it could be. But in verse number 13, what mercy and what grace God Almighty shows to King Ahab. Did he deserve it? He didn't deserve it any more than we do. But God in His grace and in His mercy, He sends the prophet unto Ahab and He says, Do you see all of this host? He says, Behold, I will deliver it into thine hand this day, not for you, but I'm going to deliver it into thine hand that thou shalt know that I am the Lord. Who do we serve tonight? The little L? By the way, these there's normally not just one of these. There's usually many of these. Or do we serve the Lord? You see, if we serve Him, we've already made a commitment. Commitment's already been made. I want to serve the Lord. He's going to control, He's going to rule and reign my thoughts. He's going to rule and reign my life. He's going to rule and reign my family. He's going to rule and reign everything I do. He's going to rule and reign my finances. He's going to rule and reign my tongue. He's going to rule and reign my thoughts. He's going to rule and reign my schedule. I've already made the commitment. But with this one, we're kind of on the fence sometimes. But here's, here's the truth. We've already made the decision. We say we've already made the decision here, and we have. I'm going to serve the Lord. All caps, Jehovah God, I'm going to serve Him. But the truth is, if I'm trying to serve all of these little lords, then I've already made the decision. I'm not going to serve Him. I'm going to serve them. And in verse number 4, Ahab... The king of Syria comes and he calls him Lord. My Lord, O king, according to thy saying, I am thine and all that I have. Take your Bibles. Hold your place here. This is where we're going to be tonight, okay? But I want you to take your Bibles to a very familiar verse in the New Testament. The book of John, John chapter number 10. John chapter number 10. I want us to see one verse and we'll go right back to 1 Kings chapter number 20. Lord, little L, little O, little R, little D, or Lord, capital L-O-R-D. Here's the truth. It makes all the difference. It makes all the difference in our lives tonight. John chapter number 10, verse number 10. The Bible says, The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. What has the thief cometh for? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. I want us to remember those three words as we come back to 1 Kings chapter number 20 tonight. Lord or Lord, it makes all the difference. Which one are you serving tonight? Who are you serving tonight? Who rules and reigns in your life tonight? Because it makes all the difference in the world. Father, I pray that you would teach us and help us. Maybe just remind us tonight. Maybe we've gotten a little lax, a little apathetic, a little, uh, a little comfortable.
in our Christianity tonight and we've allowed the little L's, we've allowed those lords to begin to rule and to reign in our life. And Father, I pray that you'd remind us tonight that there's one who is preeminent and that is you. We don't have any other lords. There's one Lord and he is you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would remind us of that tonight. Convict us if that would be necessary. Encourage us if that would be necessary. Father, whatever needs are present tonight, spiritual, emotional, physical, financial, whatever, Lord, I pray that your word would meet those needs tonight. Father, that we have come tonight ready to hear from you, ready to be attentive to you, ready to have you work, have you rule and reign in our lives tonight. And so, Lord, I pray for that. Lord, I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Number one tonight. Number one, lords, lords still. The Lord strengthens. What does the Lord still? Or excuse me, what do the lords still? What did Ben-Hadad, what was he coming to Israel to get? Lords still, they still, first of all, they still are fight. Ben Hadad, come on in. I'm I'm not going to fight you. They still are fight. They still are families. They still are fortunes. And they still are favorites. Ben Hadad, he said, Look, you've already promised me to give me your gold, your silver, your your wives, and your children. You promised that I could have them. And Ahab said, Look, I'm not going to deny you any of that. And he said, But I'm going to send my servants. And he said, I'm going to find out really what's important to you. Because it was apparent that his wives and his children weren't important to him. It was apparent that his fortunes weren't important to him. He wasn't going to fight for anything. And Ben-Hadad said, I'm going to find out what's really important to you. I'm going to find out what's favorite in your life and I'm going to come and get it. Lords steal. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy Lord's steal. The Lord strengthens. Lord's take our fight. Lord's get us to the point where we're like, well, that's really not that important anymore. I, I'm, I'm really, that's not really worth fighting for anymore. And by the way, we, we have come to that place in our Christianity in America in 2023. We don't fight for hardly for anything anymore. We say we do. And we'll, we'll fight against, or, or we'll say we're going to fight against this worldly agenda that's coming against us. But how about we fight against the sin that's in my own life? How about I fi- fight against the complacency that's in my own life? How about that I fight against the indifference that's in my own life? You see, lords still, they still are fight, they still are families, they still are fortunes, they still are favorites. But the Lord strengthens. What does He strengthen? He strengthens our faith. What did He tell Ahab in verse number 13? He said, you see all this multitude? He said, I'm going to deliver it into your hand, not because you deserve it, Ahab, but I'm going to deliver it into your hand so that thou will surely know who the Lord is. By the way, think about this. We're, we're, we're a couple of, actually, we're, we're two or three chapters after it. In 1 Kings chapter number 18, Elijah goes up to Mount Carmel to fight against the prophets of, the Baal, uh, prophets of Baal and the prophets of the groves. 
And by the way, he went up there to do that not for the enemy. He went up there to show God's people who God was. He said, why halt ye between two opinions? I'm not up here to fight against the prophets of Baal and the, the, the prophets of the girls. I'm not up here to convince them. They, they've already made their decision. And by the way, he wasn't necessarily up there in 1 Kings chapter 18 to convince Ahab either. Ahab had already given himself to Jezebel and to Baal. He had already given himself to that. No, no, Elijah was up there to convince the people of God, why halt ye between two opinions? If God be God, then serve Him. If Baal be God, then serve Him. He's up there to prove to them that Jehovah God is the real God. And the fire falls. And what do the people of God do? The Bible says they do what? Anybody remember 1 Kings 18? They worship. And they say, this is the God. So, so task complete, right? Well, now in chapter number 20, in verse number 13, he says, I will deliver it into thine hand this day. And hey, hey, Ahab, and you will know that I am the Lord. Not Ahab, or excuse me, not Baal, not Ben-Hadad, not, not all these other kings that you're bowing down to, Ahab. Number one, lords steal. The Lord strengthens. It's still our fight. They still our families, our fortunes, our favors. By the way, if these things aren't committed to the Lord to begin with, they will by default be given to the enemy, the Lord's. Baal was the normal recipient of Ahab's family, of Ahab's fortune, of Ahab's favorites, of his fight. Baal was the normal recipient already. Number one, Lord's. They steal. They take everything you have and they leave you with nothing. That was his desire. That was Ben-Hadad's desire. They take everything you have and they leave you with nothing. You say, Pastor, what is the Lord? Anything, anything that takes the place of Him. Anything. Anything that's more preeminent than Him has become a Lord in my life. Ben-Hadad had become a Lord in Ahab's life. Oh Lord, my King! By the way, what is Ahab? What is Ahab? He's a king! And what does he call Ben-Hadad? Oh King! Ahab, he's not your king. You have one king and he's in heaven. Serve him. Lord still. The Lord strengthens. Number two, Lord's kill. He hath come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Lord's kill. The Lord keeps. Lord's kill. The Lord keeps. Notice, look at verse number 6. Let's see three things here. First of all, we see the deceit of their agreement. Ben-Hadad had said, look, if you give me the silver, if you give me the gold, if you give me your, your wives and your children, the deceit of the agreement. He says, yeah, here's the truth tonight. The enemy is never, ever, ever, ever satisfied. You give him your kids? Well, if I give him my kids, maybe he'll leave me alone. 
If I give him my schedule, maybe he'll leave me alone. If I give him my wife, well, he can have my wife. Apparently, that's what Ahab thought. By the way, I guess, I guess if you had Jezebel, maybe that, I don't know. I guess that would, she wouldn't be your favorite, would she? If I give him this, he'll be satisfied. If I give him this, my gold, my silver, my family, he's never satisfied. He's never satisfied till he has it all. And then when he gets it all, he leaves us on the trash heap of life and walks on to the next prey. Walks on to the, the next unsuspecting person. You see the deceit of the agreement? Ben-Hadad said, if, you, if, you'll, if you'll give me these things, then we'll be okay. In verse number 6, he says, yet I will send my servants. Back up to verse number 5. And the messengers came again and said, thus speaketh Ben-Hadad saying, Although I have sent unto thee, saying, Thou shalt deliver me thy silver and thy gold and thy wives and thy children, the deceit of the agreement. He, he said, I sent unto you. He says, Yet I will send my servants unto thee tomorrow about this time, and they shall search thine house and the houses of thy servants. And it shall be that whatsoever is pleasant in thine eyes, they shall put it in their hand and take it away. The deceit of their agreement. Secondly, his desire was to annihilate. Ben-Hadad's desire, the Lord's, Lord's kill, the Lord keeps. Lord's steal, the Lord strengthens. Lord's kill, the Lord keeps. You see, he was deceptive. Ben-Hadab was deceptive in his agreement. And his desire was to annihilate Israel. Look what he says. In verse number 7, King of Israel said, Hold on. That he's, he's pushing me too far now. So King Ahab... Now, the Bible doesn't specifically say what, this, what these things were. The things that were pleasant in his eyes. Maybe it was his God's. I don't know. But, but in verse number 6, it speaks about those pleasant things in his eyes. Then in verse 7, then the king of Israel called all the elders of the land and said, Look, man, he's, he's pushed too far. I'm gonna, I got a little fight in me now. I'm not going let to him, let him have my pleasant things. By the way, God doesn't give us really any more pleasant thing than our children to steward and raise for him. But that wasn't the case for Ahab. Then the king of Israel called all the elders of the land and said, Mark, I pray you and see how that man seeketh mischief. Uh, Ahab, a little more than that, he seeks to annihilate you. It's not just mischief. For he sent unto me for my wives and for my children and for my silver and for my gold, and I denied him not. You say, Pastor, I'd never do that. Church people do that every week of their lives. Every day of their lives. They don't deny the enemy anything. Oh, you want to come in my home? You want to come in my home and spew profanity? Here you go. And I'll make the way for you to do it. I'll put the box in the, in the living room. I'll, I'll hook the cable to it. And I'll pay for all of it. 
You can walk right in and spew profanity. You can spew pornography. You, you can spew whatever you want to spew. You can spew worldly philosophy in my home. And I'm not going to deny you anything. And then we get on Ahab. But God help us to get on ourselves sometimes. The Bible says in verse number 7, Ahab said, I denied him not. Verse 8, And all the elders and all the people said unto him, Hearken not unto him, nor consent. Brings his counselors together, probably his, his men of war, the elders of the land, the Bible says. And they said, Don't hearken unto him, don't consent. Wherefore he said unto the messenger, messengers of Ben-Hadad, Tell my Lord, the king still calling him Lord. Tell my Lord, the king, all that thou didst send for to thy servant at the first, I will do. He's still going to do it. He's still going to give him his wives and his children and his gold and his silver. But this thing I may not do. And the messengers departed and brought him word again. You think that bothered Ben-Hadad? Not a bit. The Bible says in verse number 10, And Ben-Hadad sent unto him and said, The gods do so unto me, and more also, if the dust of Samaria shall suffice for handfuls for all the people that follow me. Hey, Ahab, you have no idea how many soldiers I'm getting ready to bring down upon Samaria. We see the deception of his agreement and his desire was to annihilate. That's their desire. The Lord's... Hey, young people tonight, teenagers tonight, Lord's, that's their desire is to annihilate you. His desire is to keep you. His desire is to strengthen you. His desire is to protect you. We see the deception of the agreement. We see the desire to annihilate. But then thirdly, we see the deliverance by the Almighty. You see, the Lord's still, the Lord strengthens. The Lord's kill, the Lord keeps. In spite of Ahab's foolishness, God still had mercy on him. God was still gracious to him. And God said, hey, Hey, Ahab, I understand there's a great multitude, verse 13. But he said, Behold, I will deliver it into thine hand this day. You see, the Lord's kill, the Lord keeps. He keeps His promises, He keeps His people, He keeps His faithfulness. Hey, Ahab, I know you don't deserve it. You're as wicked as your wife is. You are as rotten to the core as anybody. You are the one who led Israel to sin more than any other king before you. But I'm still Lord and I'm still faithful. Number one, the Lord's still, the Lord strengthens. Number two, the Lord's kill, the Lord keeps. Number three, the Lord's destroy, the Lord defends. The Lord's destroy. The Lord defends. 
Look what the Lord does, verse number 14. The Lord defends. He defends, first of all, by sending a prophet. He defends by sending a prophet. Ahab, you need to hear from the man of God. You need to hear from me. You need to hear from the man of God. And in verse number 13, the Bible says there came a prophet, verse 14, and, and Ahab said, Ahab said, by whom? <laughs> God said, I'm going to deliver them. I'm going to deliver it into thine hand this day. And Ahab said, by whom? What, what did he admit there? He admits a lot. He admits his fear. He admits the fact that there ain't no way I'm going to do that. I've never fought against any of these guys uh, before to begin with. How am I going to do it now? And he says, by whom? And he said, thus saith the Lord. Hey, teenage boys, listen up right here. Even by the young men of the princes of the provinces. Hey, Ahab, you're weak. You're yellow-backed. I'm going to use some of the princes in the provinces. Then he said, who shall order the battle? He's still asking the question. By whom? Who's going to lead? Who's going to order the battle? And he answered, thou. The Bible says, then he numbered the young men of the princes of the provinces, and they were 232. And after them he numbered all the people, even all the children of Israel, being 7,000. Not By the way, not a whole lot. 232 princes and 7,000 people. And they went out at noon, but Ben-Hadad, excuse me, Ben-Hadad was drinking himself drunk in the pavilions, he and the kings, the 32 kings that helped him. And the young men of the princes of the provinces went out first, and Ben-Hadad sent out, and they told him, saying, their men come out of Samaria. And he said, whether they be come out for peace, take them alive, or whether they be come out for war, take them alive. So these young men of the princes of the provinces came out of the city and the army which followed them. And they slew everyone his man. And the Syrians fled. And Israel pursued them. And Ben-Hadad the king of Syria escaped on a horse with the horsemen. And the king of Israel went out and smote the horses and chariots and slew the Syrians with a great slaughter. And the prophet came to the king of Israel and said unto him, Notice that this really isn't part of the message, but don't miss verse number 22. He said, Go, strengthen thyself, and mark, and see what thou doest. For at the return of the year, the king of Syria will come up against thee. Listen, if you win one battle, the enemy's still going to come back. He's not going to give up. Lords destroy the Lord defends. You see, the Lords could care less what happens to you. They could care less what your end is. The, actually, they do care. Their end for you is destruction. And, and so if you're destroyed, if they steal from you, if they kill you, if they destroy you, that is their goal. But the Lord defends. How does He defend? He defends by sending a prophet. He defends by strengthening 
the princes. And he defends by showing his power. He defends by sending a prophet. Ahab, the Lord's going to deliver. He defends by sending a prophet. You know what, tonight, it may be the Lord is sending this message to you because right now, tonight, you have a whole bunch of these in your lives and you need to get them out and put Him back on the throne of your life. I'm not talking about salvation tonight because as best I know, I'm talking to a bunch of saved people tonight. But even saved people have a whole lot of these sometimes. And so tonight, God has sent His message tonight maybe to someone who has allowed some little L Lord to begin to rule and reign in their life. And so He sent a prophet. I'm not a prophet. I'm not saying that tonight. But He sent His word. How does He defend by sending a prophet? How does He defend by strengthening the princess? What did we say? We said the Lord's still... And the Lord does what? He strengthens. How does He strengthen? By faith. Faith, come, excuse me, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. How does He defend? By strengthening the princes. And then thirdly, by showing His power. 232 princes, 7,000 soldiers. We're not given the exact number right here of the number of people with Ben-Hadad. But we read in verse number 10... He said, Ahab, I'm getting ready to bring a multitude upon you. No doubt in my mind it was thousands upon thousands, hundreds of thousands that came up against them. So who's reigning tonight? Lords? Maybe it's your schedule tonight. Maybe it's your bank account tonight. Maybe teenagers, maybe it's your media tonight. Maybe that rules and reigns. By the way, let let me me step back. All of us, not just young people. Hey, how about all of us tonight? Maybe our media is ruling us tonight. We give the young people a hard time about their phones, but I'm just as bad. I have mine all the time. I don't need it all the time. I don't. Yeah, you do. You're the pastor. You need it all the time. No, really don't. Really don't. Generations lived without them for a long time. And we made it okay. If someone needs to get in touch with you, you know, when I was was a little boy, if somebody needed to get in touch with my dad, they got in touch with him at night when he got home from working all day. And he usually got home between 9 or 10 o'clock and they'd get a hold of him then. Or they'd call during the day and leave a message with my mom. And she'd get the message to him. So who's reigning tonight? Lords, they've come to kill, or excuse me, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. What does he do? He strengthens and he keeps and he defends. They do none of that. So who are we serving tonight? I could try to go through a big old list. I'd probably miss yours. It's easy for me to get mine. 
But I might miss yours tonight. But I'm going to tell you what, the Holy Spirit can lay His finger on it really quick or real quickly. And the Holy Spirit has probably already laid His finger on some of our Lord's tonight. You know what, tonight would be a good time to get rid of these and say, Lord, I'd rather have the individual who is going to strengthen me, who's going to keep me, who's going to defend me instead of all those who have come to steal and kill and destroy. They've come to take my family. They've come to take my fight away. They've come to take my fortunes. They've come to take my favorites. You see, we give in on some, but boy, we get pushed too far. We're like, well, no, no, you're not, you can't have that. Okay, we, we should have started pushing back at the get-go. When he said, I want your wives and your children, we should have started pushing back then. When he said, I want, to, I want your gold and your silver, we should have started pushing back then because most of the time when the enemy came to get their gold and their silver, you know where they took it from? They took it out of the house of God, out of the temple. And so they should have been pushing back at the get-go instead of when he came in verse number 6 and he said, I'm, I'm going to watch, I'm going to send my servants and they're going to watch you and the things that are most pleasant in your eyes, that's what I'm going to take. That which is most important to you, that's what I'm going to take. They're never satisfied. Isn't, isn't, isn't it wonderful? They're not, never satisfied, but he is always satisfying He always satisfies us. We let these rule because we're, we're looking for some kind of satisfaction. We're looking to fill some voids in our lives. And so we allow these to rule us. But the truth is, He's the only one that ever satisfies. These are never satisfied. Lord, little L or Lord, all caps, makes all the difference makes all the difference. So who's ruling tonight? Little L or big L, big O, big R, big D? Makes all the difference. Verse number 21. The Bible says, And the king of Israel went out, smote the horses and chariots, and slew the Syrians with a what? With a great slaughter. With a great slaughter. Father, thank you for your word. Father, help us tonight. Father, may you have complete, total preeminence. That in all things, He, the Lord Jesus Christ, might have the preeminence. May that be the truth. May that be true. May that be evident in the life of every Christian in this auditorium tonight. Lord, may, may tonight we stop allowing some of the small L Lords to rule, in, not some, but all of the little L Lords rule in our lives. And Father, may once again you be preeminent in everything that we do. Father, you strengthen us, you keep us, you defend us. Why would we want the alternative? And I pray that we would. And help us, Lord, in Christ's name we do pray. Amen. I'm going to ask Ms. Joe to come to the piano tonight. We're going to have a time of invitation if we could. 
I would hope tonight, maybe everybody in here tonight is, is right with the Lord and right with the Lord, not being ruled by the Lord's. But I would pray that everyone is right with the Lord tonight. But I'm not naive to think that there might be someone tonight who just needs to get some things right with his or her Lord tonight and stop allowing the other little L Lords to rule areas of our lives. So let me ask you to do this. If you would stand with me tonight with heads bowed and eyes closed. Miss Show's going to begin to play. If you need to come tonight, if you need to kneel or sit right where you're at tonight, I'd encourage you to do that. We're going to go, we're going to have a time of prayer in just a moment, but it's 10 till. We're okay. We've got, we've got time. If you need to do business with the Lord tonight, do so. The little L's will do absolutely nothing for you. But it seems like we give them the most time. But the Lord strengthens us. He keeps us. and He defends us. By the way, even when we don't deserve it, because none of us deserve it tonight. Ahab didn't deserve it. The Lord said, Ahab, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you today who the Lord is. See, if there be some wicked way in me, the song says. Psalm 139. See if there be some wicked way in me.